Well, hello, and welcome to the Happily Wedded Weirdos. I am Juby. I'm Frank. And today we are concluding our three-part on the Salem Witch Trials. Um, before we do that, I wanted to tell you that we do have our TikTok is Haunted Insomniacs, um, just because that's the network that our podcast is, so... Um, we have that up and running. We will get a post up there soon. We also have our Instagram, which is Happily Wedded Weirdos, and our own personal social media pages. You can visit mine at Witchcraft and Wellness and The Night Witch on TikTok. And me on Frank the Tank, 101892, on Instagram, and Frank on Film on TikTok. So you can see Frank do some pretty good impressions and singing and... I believe you have your duet up for Sweeney Todd, if anyone is a fan. Yeah, come join me. I'd yeah. love to have you. So in our last episode, we discussed the first three witches that were accused, which was Tichaba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. This time, um, because there were over 200 people accused, and I handwrite these notes, uh, we're not doing 200 people. We are doing like uh, five. <laughs> and uh, two of those are married couples. So... It, it was a lot of, uh, I write physically with my hand, and it hurts sometimes. Um, my sources were the salem.lib.virginia.edu. There's a bunch of really interesting essays, articles, court records, things like that on there that I used. Um, also, the salemwitchmuseum.com and the Salem Witch Museum itself, because we have been there, as we've stated many times. Um, anywhere you go in Salem, there's history and somebody willing to talk to you about it, so... Again, always recommend going and hearing. Go it there. Yes. Don't just listen to us. Go there. Yeah. Physically see some of these places because, I mean, uh, SalemWitchMuseum.com actually had a lot of, like, here's where things are. And um, here's, like, Bridget Bishop, who's the first one we're going to talk about. Her Part of her land or her home is where Turner's Seafood is. And we went there on Valentine's Day. I think, la- was it last year we went? Um... Yeah. Yes, yes. And it was really nice. The food was amazing. We were dressed in our very best vintage wear, which you can do in Salem. It's getting warmer, guys, you know. Summer's coming, and it's really fucking expensive to go to Europe. Go to Salem. Yeah. It's really nice. There's a lot of history. You'll have a good time. And it's not just fun around Halloween. Yeah. And the the seafood's great if you like seafood. The Bloody Marys are better. Mm. Enjoy yourselves. So good. We had, clam ch- we had clam chowder like every single day we were there the first time, too. Yes. Cannot say enough good things about clam chowder. Um, so anyway, getting into our uh, next few victims. First up is Bridget Bishop, who was born Bridget Magnus around 1632 in Norwich, England. Um, I don't have a record of how she got from England to the colonies. I just assume there were probably a period of time when people were just coming over and she came over with her family and settled. Um, she did have two husbands. The first one I couldn't find that much information about, but the second one she married in 1666. His name was Thomas Oliver and they had a daughter named Christian. Um, in 1678, she was accused of calling her husband names on the Sabbath and (laughs) you can't do it. Uh, I can't with the drools. That's, I mean, you can't do it. It's on the Sabbath. I think it's because he's her husband. Don't call your husband a prick on the Sabbath. It's against the law. 
he's allowed to be a prick on the Sabbath. You just can't tell him that. Um, but anyway, would you like to know what the punishment was for this? Was it that fancy lockjaw barbaric torture device that they put on women that talk too much? I Are you thinking of Saw when he put the bear trap on Amanda's head? What the fuck are you talking about? You don't understand. No, there's an actual... Look it up. There is an actual device that um, I believe it was medieval times that if a woman talked too much or gossiped too much, it was put either on her mouth or into her mouth and wasn't comfortable. And mm. it was a form of uh, punishment and humiliation for women. Naturally. Well, anyway, she was gagged and made to stand in the market. So something like that, just not with the actual torture device. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. They put a sock in her mouth and put her in the marketplace. That sucks. Um, mm. What was sad is that she was seen with bruises and injuries that seemed to point to a violent marriage. Um, I don't think he ever got physical with her in front of people. That was reported, but she was seen to have a not-so-happy marriage. Um, could you back? But back then, you probably could, right? Like nobody would say anything if you just smacked your wife in front of uh, in church, right? I well, I don't. If you did it in church, yeah, I think you'd get in trouble because ah. you're in church. I don't know. I mean, I think the general rule is people kind of mind their own business. Like what goes on in your home is your business and whatever. But I do think that it probably like it. It's kind of how. Um, the rules were with servants and slaves back then like it wasn't really great to get physical with them right. um so i don't know really i don't think people would necessarily be like horrified but i don't think that they'd be applauding it i, I see okay uh, um now interestingly she was accused of witchcraft not once but twice twice um in 1680 her husband claimed that she sat up with the devil and when she died there was no will and she inherited his property. Now, if we remember back to last week, I believe with Sarah Osborne, uh, a woman with property is not the thing you want to be. Um, she was able to post bond and escape punishment from that charge. Um, in 1687, she was also arrested, but she was charged only with stealing brass objects. That's That uh, was that. Brass objects specifically brass objects um and then of course 1692 she was accused of witchcraft alongside mary warren who is also became one of the accusers if you remember she's john proctor's uh her his maid so she went from being accused to accuser um now one of the accusations or some of the accusations were that she killed her first two husbands before marrying her third husband edward bishop Again, didn't find records on these guys, so I'm not sure how they died. I know that during one of the ghost tours, there was a lot of talk of people being pushed off of things or falling off of things. Um, I don't remember if she was uh, part of that whole fiasco, but I know that uh, it was happening at the time. Hold on, my cat's trying to eat something and kill himself. I'm get away from that. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. Um... So, yeah, there is a possibility that her husband was one of those people that was just unlucky enough to have been, uh, fell off of something. So Lucky enough to live in that time. It was a dangerous time. In general, yeah. If you I made think... it out alive, you were Gucci. Okay, well, I would accuse you of witchcraft just for saying that. <laughs> um, so, 
Now, during the examination, her earlier charge of witchcraft was brought up because, of course, it was. Um, now, the charge was from a slave named Juan that her specter had, quote, pinched him and stolen his eggs and that she frightened horses. Mm. Uh, and again, I think people would find it unusual that a slave would be taken seriously and things like that. But uh, it was dropped and she didn't really face consequences for that charge. So it's possible that being a slave really didn't mean jack shit and anything. What was the name of the slave? Juan. I see. So it takes Juan to know Juan. That's racist. Um, It's a name. It's a race. (laughs) During During the 1692 trial... Ten of her neighbors testified against her, um, including a man who had done work in her house uh, around 1685 and said he discovered poppets with pins stuck in them hidden in the wall. Um, Poppets, to refresh anyone's memory, are just like little dolls that... Hidden in the wall? Was there a hole in the wall? Did, like, somebody just bash a hole in the wall and someone just took a peek and, like, oh, God, there's poppets in here, in this wall. I feel like the houses back then, though, if you had, like, didn't they have straw? Or is that just the roof was thatched? Maybe the sides weren't. I don't know. I just think like I'm. I'm. I don't expect like the walls to be now like all plaster and shit. But I just. I it just kind of find it, it hard to believe. Yeah, it's just kind of mm. weird. Unless it was just like sticking out, like some kind of uh, unholy um, Blair Witch thing. But well, I weird. think. It's funny, too, because the Blair Witch, the symbol is, like, I guess, kind of a poppet. It's a yeah, stick person or whatever. But the stick figures. <laughs> dolls scare people since the beginning of time, I guess. Yeah, dolls have, have frightened people. Okay, sidetrack for a second. Remember the Predator movie where it takes place in, like, uh, America before, like, the colonial period with the native tribe? Yes. I thought we you were may- asking the audience, but you know they can't answer, you. I'm asking you specifically because what I'm going to say to you is we should remake Chucky, but in the Puritan times. Change none of his lines or dialogue. <laughs> Keep him exactly as, exactly as Brad Dorff has him now. But go back to the Puritans. They would die of shock because all he's going to say is, you fucking bitch, you filthy I would love sludge. You'd be like, oh, heavens me. And they would drop dead Oh my shock. god! Somebody, Don Mancini, I hope you find this podcast and I hope you make that happen. Love you, Don. Thank you. Uh, you for are doing good work. Amazing. You're amazing. But uh, yeah, I do. I am doing. We are doing a haunted dolls episode at some point. So it's interesting to me that it starts with these poppets that were so frightening to people because of the you know pins and stuff stuck in them. Which is again going back to voodoo that you know more about that than I do. With those dolls, that's not really what you do with them. I wonder if people crossed the lines of voodoo dolls versus poppets and just made them all into one thing. So there's a um, a high priest, a voodoo high priest in um, New Orleans. Um, his name is Roby. Um, he does tours. Uh, they're actually for free. If you look up uh, High Priest Roby on YouTube, but he did say... Um, those dolls were used kind of as um, an anatomical chart. So if you would come in and, you know, ask someone for help and say, well, my head is hurting. Well, then they would put the pin in the doll in the head, you know, to mark it as like an anatomy chart. And then they would give them something to, you know, help cure it. And I think people might have seen this and might have put that together like, oh, maybe those pins going into the doll is actually causing uh, these issues. 
But in fact, it was just an anatomical chart. So, but yeah, guys, follow High Priest Roby. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's very informative. You know, he tells the truth about voodoo. He's great. Yeah, the voodoo concept of the doll and the pin and everything is uh, very muddled because that's not an accurate interpretation of them. Um, but during the Salem Witch Trials, there was a lot of, I'm being poked in the stomach by a pin, and oh my god, look, I found a pin. Or that bitch from last week who claimed that she got stabbed in the stomach, but she was full of shit and it was somebody else's blade. So, I mean, it's it's interesting how those things work out. But regardless, he found the poppet in the wall, and um, there was a, a dyer in the town who would... Uh, he said that she would bring him small laces to, I guess, color and dye, and he suspected it was for poppets. Um, How? Who knows? Are you doing a party over there, Frank? What do you mean? I hear so much noise. Oh, no, no. You're killing me. Um, anyway, so the, uh, the dyer and his wife actually also accused Bishop of uh, making their son sick. He didn't die, but he did get very sick. Um, personally, I think it was because he lived in 1692. It was the water, maybe. Who knows? Uh, they should Germs, bacteria. Um, it's also said that items would go missing uh, when she was around, hence the brass that she stole. Uh, I think this points more to her being a klepto than anything, but what do I know? Um, Probably right. And a tavern worker named John Lauder claimed he saw a black pig and imps in her garden. Then he saw her fly over her orchard. So I guess they never saw a black pig before because I've seen like five of those things. That must not be common. A black pig. A black pig. There's a lot of, so I don't know how much, how many animals we've talked about, but there were the, the yellow birds. There's also like, if I saw you with black birds, a black dog. Um, I mean, cat is the most, obviously everyone knows cat, but it's black funny cats, because yeah. it's always black cats, but any black animal, it didn't yep. matter because that was just a sign of the devil, which was, I guess. Odd. Yeah, and and as for imps, if you don't know what imps are, imps are like little uh, demony things. If you've ever watched South Park and you see like the little guys that Satan talks to, they're like the little black shadow looking things. It's that, or um, the Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. Those or, were imps, right? Which? Oh no, you're thinking of the pygmy mummies. Pygmies. Oh, sorry, but they kind of looked like little imps too. Yeah, imps kind of look like that, uh, or what's that show? Disenchanted with uh, that Matt Groening did on Netflix. It's got like that little black guy that's a little like devil looking thing. Oh, yes, yes. Lucy. Um, so in six, on June 2nd of 1692, Bridget was intimately examined, which basically was um, back then they looked for witch's marks on you. It could be a third nipple, a mole, just something that they found unnatural. Um, they do that in the Scarlet Letter, too, I think. They look for shit on the kid because they're thinking she's a witch or whatever. Um, and I don't have any mark or any record of any witch's mark found on her. Um, however, on her way to trial, she looked at the meeting house and a board fell from the wall and landed far away from where it had fallen. Which, again, points to shitty craftsmanship, but they yes. blamed it on witchcraft. So, um, 
They also brought her abusive marriage into the court and claimed that she abused him right back and her relationship with her stepdaughter was so poor that uh, during one of their fights when they were fined to, um, or when they were gagged and put in the village square, the stepdaughter only paid for her father, not her stepmother. So it was kind of a weird victim blamey situation. Although if she was abusing him back, then, you know, she's, who knows, back then. It's all up to speculation, but she was the one who everyone said had the bruises on her, so I'm going to go with he was hitting her. Um, but the stepdaughter not liking her, it should not, I, I guess that's not that abnormal to us, but maybe back then they didn't have Cinderella yet, so evil stepmothers weren't really a thing. I don't know. <laughs> kind of fucked up, but anyway, yeah. so uh, she was convicted of witchcraft and on June 10th, she was the first witch to be executed in Salem at, uh, on Proctor's ledge in Gallows Hill. So that's pretty quick because if you look at the time frame, she was arrested on, or she was imprisoned on June 2nd and they did the examination and then she was killed eight days later. So, I mean, this was very, very speedy the way that people were being kind of like arrested, charged, executed. It was like one after the other. Um, and I think she was hung with a group. So it wasn't just like her, it was other people who were accused around that time. Um, on October 31st of 2001, she was exonerated along with a few of the other witches or quote unquote, witches. um, doesn't really do shit for her but, right you know if you're if you can you reanimate her can you rehabilitate her no she's dead her ghost is just standing there like um fuck you people fucking ass see like when they do that and i know like this is just my opinion but i understand why people do it i understand why society does it but god is it just empty words is it it's mm. just empty and it's like yes give yourself a little pat on the fucking back you're so great like you exonerated these people that have been dead for a very 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 long time yeah it's very hollow to me yeah we don't we don't i don't know it just seems kind of shallow and pointless and my mom was right about me i'm a good guy i am so special and also i mean it's like i don't I couldn't do a deep dive, obviously, into her family, but I mean, I'm sure it affected her family for years afterwards, as it did with anybody whose family member was tried, convicted, whatever. Um, so. Oh, I thought they all went back to normal after, you know. Yeah, it just stopped. It's, it's like after COVID. It's like, well, we're fine now. What the hell are you guys talking about? Um, but yeah, she was. That that whole situation, she was kind of, I guess, on the more typical side of that, although, like, she kind of related to the first three witches where it was like, well, she was a woman that had property kind of like Sarah Osborne, and um, she did have a bad marriage like Sarah Good, so I, it's it's interesting. She kind of fits into those two places, but these next two victims uh, did not. It is John and Elizabeth Proctor who I will once again remind everybody, this is not sexy. They do not look like Daniel Day-Lewis and Joan Allen. Um, They're kind of (laughs) crusty. To say it nicely. These, uh, you're picturing more of like, um, 
picture Derek Jacoby and whatever her name is that plays Penelope on Vicious. That's that's who I got. Oh, in my I head don't on know this her one. name. She's awesome. I love her. She Watch Vicious awesome. also. I'm, Vicious is such a great show. Great show. Um, Ian McKellen's on it too. So John Proctor, who once again is portrayed in The Crucible, who people may know this about about Salem from that. He did not have sex with Abigail Williams. I feel I must repeat this because so many people think that this is fact. It is a play. It is based on the Red Scare. We have been through this. Watch Trumbo, people. That's Um, also a good movie. It is. Uh, so he was born in Suffolk, England, and he moved to Massachusetts in April on April 12th of 16, I think it was 48 or 58, uh, when he was three years old. His father was a wealthy landowner, and uh, that was, again, a point of uh, greed or je- jealousy from the Putnams. Elizabeth was born in 1650 in Lynn, Massachusetts, and was the daughter of a captain, Her grandmother, however, had a bit of a sketchy past. She was a midwife, but she was also a Quaker. And Puritans saw the Quakers as witch-like, which is hilarious to me because the Quakers didn't do the whole witch thing, but they're very peaceful. They're basically hippies. They just are... And they have such a good brand of oatmeal. I feel like that's not theirs. No, probably not. But that guy looks so friendly and inviting. Yeah, and Quakers Come, are chill. Eat my oatmeal. There are still Quaker places too. Um, there's one in Roslyn. There's one in Maryland. There's one in uh, by Hicks Nursery in Long Island. Uh, I forgot. There's what probably a few those. Quakers still around. Yeah, there's a there's a few people that are Quakers and follow Quaker beliefs. Um, and it's it's a pretty peaceful religion. Again, I'm not a Christian, but I I did like I do like some of what I've read of them. Um, and it, it just is funny to me that the Puritans saw them as witches um, because in, it's like the Catholics, you know, having issues with the Lutherans or the Methodists. It's all the same yeah. God, guys. Relax. Yeah, it's it's a little silly, but um, you have that strike, and then being a midwife was also kind of a dodgy thing back then because we did need them, but it's a woman practicing I was about medicine. to say, you needed a midwife back then. You did. and But I think it was because the doctors felt there was maybe some type of competition because it's like, well, I'm a doctor, but she's a midwife. She has no real medical... I guess knowledge or training or whatever. Yeah, neither did neither the doctor, truthfully. Well, let's all point out that the doctor in this whole town could not fucking read or write. So let's just right. Start That's it. uh, it's kind of with the school teachers. You know, the school teachers were maybe slightly more educated than the average person. Slightly, yeah. Which means that they maybe they probably knew how to write their name first and last. First and last. Um, and those people were teaching the kids, you know, when they had time and were not working on the farm. Yeah. So loose yeah. education there. Very loose. Now, her grandmother was charged with witchcraft in 1669. Um, and I didn't find a record of what happened to her. I don't think she was killed for it, but she was charged. Uh, it did not help Elizabeth, by the way, uh, as we will see later. So the Proctors married on April 1st of 1674 in Salem, and they had... I think seven children that lived. I think altogether they did have 17. Wow. Um, yeah. 
So it was ten children. I think so. Yeah, they terrible. I don't know if it was babies or if they died as children, and but seventeen, I but seven of them made it to adulthood, I believe. Um, so Proctor and his sons took care of his very large farmland because his father had a lot of land. So um, Elizabeth and some of the older children ran the tavern, and I guess that was kind of how. I mean, they were making money; they were very successful and wealthy, um, which made them a target naturally. Now, when the trial started, Proctor was in his 60s and very dismissive of the notion of witchcraft, which is accurate in the Crucible. I feel like all of his lines are pretty accurate to what he was thinking back then. You know, it was bullshit in his mind. And I think just... Not just in his mind. It it was bullshit. Well, yes. No. But I mean, like, he kind of was... And you'll see this with the next couple also, with Giles Corey. Um just people who were kind of at that age where it's like, I'm 60 something. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. I've been out of this town. So I just don't buy into what you guys are selling because I know that there's a more realistic uh, world out there, I guess. And also I don't think he was, he wasn't super religious. I mean, he wasn't as, gung-ho about it as other people in the town were so i think that it was easier for him to kind of have a dismissive attitude towards it which again did not help um now on march 1st of 1692 and putnam jr accused elizabeth of witchcraft um this was probably pushed by her family because as we've discussed with the putnams they were greedy grubby money hungry assholes um Mm. and they probably wanted the Proctor's land and wealth, or just were envious of it, but either way. So they broke the, th- yeah, well, since they were such Bible thumpers, let's go back a little bit to Exodus. Uh, tenth commandment, thou shalt not cover anything that belongs to thy neighbor. Yep. Well, I guess we must have missed that one. Mm. Also, thou shalt not kill. Sure, this is breaking a lot of fucking commandments that they thumped that Bible so hard for. Well, they justify it by saying, well, I'm getting rid of evil. And it's like, but I, you're going to want to adjust that killing thing because it's a little, you know, it's very not godly of you. I thought God had to decide those things, but who am I? Um, so Mary Warren, their servant, uh, became one of the accused and one of the accusers. As we discussed with Mary Warren, Proctor did get physical with her and beat the shit out of her, which is probably not what he should have done because obviously now she has more reason to hate him. And I think she was the one who accused him. So, you know, y- you can't beat the shit out of people. I feel like that's, that's now they do that before or after like she made these accusations. I'm pretty sure he did it before because after ah. he would have been arrested also e- either way, it's, it's not cool to beat up on your help. It's not nice. I think if you make accusations that could get me killed, you know, I, I could understand right, the that's anger. Fair. That's I, fair. I could understand the anger from that. Be, be and he was, yeah. he did go on record saying he believed that if they all got a good beating, that they would probably stop seeing witches. I um, mean, you know, I'm they not didn't really try that, for corporal punishment, but let me tell you, if you're doing something that uh, can get people fucking murdered, yeah, may, maybe a good beating is what you need kids yeah so on april 10th they were both arrested and jailed for trial 
on May 23rd, his son was accused, and on May 29th, his daughter was accused. Um, mm. He and his wife were charged. I didn't find any record of his children being charged, and their names are not among those who were hung, so I guess they got out of that. Um, he was executed on August 19th, along with, I think, 19 other people. Um, she was spared because she was pregnant. So she had a son on January 27th of 1693, and he was named John Proctor III. Uh, for reasons unknown, she was not immediately executed and was released in May. Now, what's weird about that is, like I said, with Bridget Bishop, like, it was one and done. Like, she was one, two, three, hung. But with Elizabeth, even though she had been charged, they did not kill her right away after she had the baby. So by that time, it seemed like things were starting to change a little bit. Yeah, it was probably slowing down. Yeah. And uh, post-release, she did remain convicted a convicted witch so she had no legal rights she had no land rights she wasn't named in proctor's will because when he had written it he was actually in prison i think correcting it or something he probably thought she was going to be hung because he knew she was charged and she was uh, going to be executed as well he i don't think even knew about the pregnancy mm. and um so he didn't leave her anything thinking well she'll be dead she won't have it um so then there was a bunch of legal stuff that went on between her and he had been married before. So his uh, children from that marriage or from that woman. And eventually she did get her legal rights back and she did remarry in September of 1699 to a man named Daniel Richards. And they moved to Lynn, Massachusetts in October of 1711. They were exonerated and paid 150 pounds for their imprisonment and all that. There was a uh, a legislation passed in the 1700s about the witchcraft. I think it became uh, it, it became decriminalized in 1738. So I guess people realized that it was bullshit. I don't know. Better late uh, than never. Yeah, it's always nice to have that happen. So the next couple is Giles and Martha Corey. Giles was born in August of 1611 in Northampton, England. He was a wealthy farmer in Salem who married three times, and the third was to Martha Corey. Martha was born in 1619 or in 1620 in New England. They, I guess, didn't have a, a date that they could nail down with her. I think this was a time period when people were born and they wrote the date of birth in the Bible so that you had, like, kind of a tree and track of everybody. Um but obviously trying to find a family Bible hundreds of years after is going to be near impossible. Right. Um, now what's interesting with these two is they also kind of had things in their past that, well, Martha's wouldn't be that scandalous to us now, but back then it was like, Oh my God, his was actually pretty bad. So Martha had a Ill illegitimate mixed race son named Benoni. And it was believed that he was fathered by, um, an African person, they didn't specify it was a slave, if they were a uh, servant or they were freed, just that it was he was half black and half white. Right. Um, this was considered scandalous and she was referred to as having a checkered past. Um, yeah. Which it's like, okay, bastard child, that I, I figured they were going to have a problem with. The mixed race thing, I also figured they'd have a problem with, but um, I don't know. Checkered is a strong word for that. Uh, Giles was said to have also had a checkered past. 
because he had actually beaten one of his indentured farm workers to death for stealing apples. Uh, Jeez. So that seems like Yeah, something... once again, guys, uh, this is not the kindly old man from the Crucible movie or play. Oh, yeah, no. He was let's, an asshole. Let's really step in on that. His first two wives, I believe on the one of the ghost tours, allegedly, quote-unquote, fell to their deaths. Um, I think they both fell down the stairs because one I of mean, them was like yeah. eighty, and the other one was like twenty. So witchcraft, the witch trials was bad, the hanging was bad. But you know what? If you can say one person may have, you know, deserved this fate, it was probably Giles Curry. Yeah, he was. He was a rancid. He, he was a bad guy. Rancid old fuck. Um. So anyway, these two married in 1690, and they were said to be another violent and argumentative couple. She was so against him attending the trials that she was said to have pulled his saddle out from underneath him. And uh, this determination to stop him from attending the trials may have been what the accusers uh, made the accusers go after her because it's kind of like anybody who didn't agree with the trials or went against the trials or the accusers, you were very soon on the radar of Oh, are you saying we're lying? It was very culty. So you're either in our cult or you're out of our cult. Beehive and mentality, right? Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I think that's what drew her attention. And also, uh, he did defend her, but he did say that he um, he had seen odd happenings in his house. He had seen an ox. And a, I think it was a cat, got very, very sick and then got well really quickly. I guess that's her fault. I don't know. Um, Doesn't really make much sense. Now, no. now women have died already uh, before the accusations of Giles Corey's wife, right? Yeah. So he, and he attended some of the trials, right? Uh, well, yeah, trials. He, he had attended the trials. Okay. Yeah. So this guy knew exactly what the fuck could happen to his wife. And he made that fucking stupid answer, like, well, I did see this, this, this. It sounds like he wasn't really, like, knowing damn well what would happen, I'd be like, no, I, this woman is, is right with the Lord, you know? I have never seen one weird thing. Well, Everything's hunky-dory over here, you know, because he knew damn well, like, what these testimonies were doing to these women, like, no, he's an asshole. He seems like a fucking idiot. Well, he Plus might he have... want to kill his wife I, again. I don't he know. might have had a touch of dementia. I mean, he's like in his 60s, too. Maybe. Who knows? But also, he did defend her because he did... Uh, they found an ointment or like a cream or something in the house. And that was... Um, like, I guess... Again, anything medical, anything with herbs and science they did not like that so when they found that he was like well she learned how to make it from someone in town to help with like sore throats and shit because back then you know again this is the 1600s they didn't have Vicks vapor rub you had to make it yourself yeah. um, so and he did also accompany her to and from the jail so like they would have her on the cart or however they transported them and he would be kind of walking alongside it so it was kind of like this weird did they or didn't they type of relationship. Um, And then on April 18th, he was accused and arrested and he recanted everything he said about his wife and actually refused to speak during his whole trial. So his whole thing was plead the fifth. 
I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't say shit about my wife. Nothing weird ever happened in my house. What are you people talking about? Um, and he was, and that pissed them off. So once again, you know, if you notice, like you can't ever, there's really no right way to do this. If you say too much, people get killed. If you say too little, you get killed. So it's just a lot of, it's so much bullshit that was going on. And, um, so she was condemned to death and she was excommunicated from her church, which she kind of portrayed herself as a holy roller. And she was, you know, wanted to lead the court in prayer when she was on the stand and things like that. So she was a very, she was very connected to her church and very uh, dedicated. So it it really crushed her when that happened. And um, Mm. yeah. So to deal with, Giles or Giles, the court decided to go with a French form of torture. Um, I don't know how the French come up with this shit because they did the guillotine. I th- I'm going to blame them for the Iron Maiden and I might be wrong on that. These people, what the fuck is going on over there? Um, but here's what the French decided. Uh, they had a system that involved placing a board on one's chest and putting stones on that board until the victim decided to speak. I cannot imagine how this worked, because what if I am just screaming for help? But you've crushed my lungs. So now I can't confess to you anything. Um, Well, torture never really works, but yet they did it. Yeah. Torture is the worst way to get an answer from somebody, because if you grab my foot too aggressively. I will tell you anything you want to hear. Um, if you rub it aggressively, I'll also tell you anything you want to hear. Um, so he was excommunicated from the church um, on September 18th. The next day he was laid in a field near the prison where stones were placed on him. At one point, and this happened over several days, I think his tongue popped out of his mouth and they, the sheriff walked up and popped it right back in with his cane. Um, so it's pretty gruesome. I mean, and this was days and hours of, of this going on. His last words were believed to be more weight. He refused to the very end to say anything. With the more weight, um, people also said he could have been saying more weight, like put more weight on it. Let's just get it over with because maybe he thought eventually they would stop. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I think that's probably most likely what it was. It sounds more dramatic when he in the movie where he looks smug. He's like more weight. Fuck you. Yeah, because also even if they took it off, I mean internal bleeding, organ damage. There's a lot of things that could have just taken him out. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was um if if it's just like you know what I'm I'm ready. I'll just die. So his remains were deposited near a road. Um, obviously he was denied a Christian burial. And that was an issue with most of the victims is that bodies were just kind of placed in areas. So during the time of like, now they're doing excavations and I know a lot of excavations started in 2016. Um, It's a lot of those parts are trying to be identified. Obviously it's very difficult, but there are now two memorials there's one in town and then there's one behind a walgreens i forgot the street if you look it up there's another memorial and i believe that's where they found some of the remains of uh 
victims, which I can't even imagine what you'd find at this point. I guess bones, but also like maybe stuff that didn't disintegrate. I don't know. Yeah, a buckle, you... maybe, maybe yeah. a piece of clothing. You never know. You think clothing would last that long? Uh, didn't um, I think they said uh, they found. Remember when we were in Philadelphia? Yeah, but those were graves. Those like I actual mean, like remember that was that's the, true. They had coffins and they were in the stone thing. It's not like, like these yeah. people were tossed in the woods in the hole. Oh, nobody got a coffin. Then maybe nobody not, got a I'd say yeah. maybe a buckle then, maybe a shoe. But yeah, I mean they wore buckles on their silly little hats or their shoes. Maybe a yeah. buckle. Maybe spectacles. So again, we're gonna sidetrack here for a second because I don't think we got to tell this story. But during our first visit to Salem, uh, we went on a ghost tour. And there's a building, I think it's a wing place, that's under a cemetery. And apparently during a Patriots game, there was <laughs> so much jumping up and down that the wall opened and a coffin popped out of the wall. And I don't remember if they said it was a dead child. It was somebody in the coffin. And they opened the coffin up. I think the police looked at it and then they were just like, uh, must have been somebody from the old days. What should we do? You know what? Fuck it. Put it back Stick in the wall. Stick it right back in. Yeah, they put it right back in the wall. Um, so This that's... could have been someone who they pissed the bartender off and he just dressed them in colonial clothing just in case and shoved it in the fucking wall. Officer, what about that? There's a party sick- city price tag on the Put it back car. in the wall. Put it back in the wall. Ye old party city. Where they used to buy their party supplies, sixteen ninety two. It's just horrifying that it's like, you know what? If I fucking kill somebody, all I gotta do is wait till they become a skeleton, put them in a weird box, put them in some fucked up clothes, and bury them in a historical area. This is not a how-to class, guys. Oh, yeah. If any of you do this, whoever listens to this, that this is not advice. Because you will get caught. I mean, you realize now... You're not as smart as you think you are. Also, they're going to be like, oh my god, this guy's from 1692. Is that a fucking veneer in his mouth? Like, there are things that identify you now as not being from that time period, like having all of your teeth and bone growth. So, no ideas here. Also, don't listen to the two of us, because we can't even lie to each other. Not just because we're both bad at it, but because we're just stupid. So, don't take our advice. Um... So the uh, so yeah, Martha was hung with seven others on September twenty second at Proctor's Ledge. Uh, no one knows what happened to her remains. Again, she was denied a Christian burial, but that was the last day of executions. Um, things started to wind down kind of around that time, and the Corys were also exonerated along with the Proctors in seventeen eleven. So. These were just some of the more prominent, well-known people. I know there's also Rebecca Nurse. I know there's also people that you heard of in the Crucible. I encourage you, again, go to the sources that we named. Go to Salem. Do your own research. And with our TikTok, because I was going to talk about the jail, but again, all of my notes are handwritten. So this is all me writing in a tiny book, reading these facts. I don't have a laptop or anything, and I have to use my phone to record, so... Do your research. Our, our TikToks will have some more information about the jails um, and maybe some other fun facts that I could dig up that I couldn't put in here just so that you get a pretty rounded idea. And this 
obviously we're going to talk about Salem more than once. So let's get to the conclusion. Um, in October of 1692, the court was dissolved. Reverend Increase Mather had denounced the use of spectoral evidence and eight children in custody are released on bail. So the governor Phipps writes to the Privy Council of William and Mary that the proceedings must stop. Now, there are a lot of things that kind of wound down the Salem Witch Trials. I think some people believe that the violence of how Giles Corey died was so horrible, but I, I don't really think that was any part of it. I mean, I, of course, if an expert says it, I would believe it, but I just feel like I don't know that they acknowledge that it was as bad as it was. Um, but the more likely reason is because the governor's wife was implicated in some witchcraft accusations. I don't know that she was 100% accused of being a witch, but I know it was the implication. So, always a possibility. Yeah, that, that, that probably did it because, you know, the governor had power and you didn't, so. Yeah. It's I mean, sad. Like, that's, that's, it's sad. Like, that is what had to cause it. Like, nobody cared when the regular person was getting murdered, but if the governor's wife was accused and could have possibly, you know, have gotten in big trouble, maybe killed, that's what stopped it. That's like, well, hold on, hold your horses, guys. Oh, no, a rich person, somebody who matters, was accused? Well, now we got to stop. But I think it's also, like, I think people started realizing, like, this is maybe getting a little bit out of control. I don't know why it took this many people dying and being accused, but uh, it might be getting a little bit out of hand. Um, you need to relax, buddy. But it, it just, there's a lot of things that went into what caused it and a lot of things what led to it winding down. So several people are still tried, but they are found not guilty or they are cleared by proclamation. And then, of course, Tichuba was not indicted by the court um, when her trial happened. Because remember, Tichuba was one of the first people accused. She was not brought to trial till six, till May of, 19, of 1693. So she sat in jail for a very long time. Um, and again, I will do a jail, a uh, Salem jail um, topic on the TikTok because maybe if I could get visuals and stuff. Um, also, something I forgot to mention with Giles Corey, there is a graveyard by, I believe, where he died that they say if you take a picture and he shows up in the picture, you're cursed. Now so we go to... yeah. Don't no, 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 Frank. Yeah, we don't take a picture. Interesting that you'd say that. Because if I, if my memory serves, someone, who was you, took their phone, put the camera setting on it, and just starts clicking away at the fucking cemetery. Because no, Frank, I didn't. Frank, you took a picture at that fucking no, cemetery. No, no, no. Let me explain. So sh- oh my God. What, what you're thinking of is when we were in the jail. No, and- you and you touched that. But when we were on the tour, you took a picture of the cemetery. Maybe it was one picture, but don't take a picture of the cursed cemetery. You know, I probably took a picture of the cemetery and then they said it, and it was a little too late. He doesn't listen in general. So there's a very good chance he's taking pictures. They're like, yeah, pictures mean curse. And he's like, yeah, picture, yeah. Um, <laughs> just He's the person that would so start, funny. if Frank is Rachel Weiss from The Mummy. It's like, don't read from that book. Read from the book, you said. I like um, to consider myself Ash Williams. Oh, that was another one who's fucking reading books that they're not supposed to read. Yeah. Everyone stop reading things that people tell you not to read. Read American Girl books. 
pick up a fucking Bible, but stop reading books that people don't want you reading. It's not that difficult. We could have stopped so many movies. Anyway, um, on uh, January 14th of 1697, the general court declared a day of contrition for hysteria and false accusations for which they fasted and prayed for forgiveness. Fuck you. They should have been, <laughs> the people who did it should have been put in prison. It was, The it, ones it is, that ordered should have all been fucking put in prison. But of course that wasn't going to happen. That was not going to happen. And also like, well, you know, we prayed and we fasted. So, so this we, is why. So we're good now. They should have, like I said, what if, uh, God, what's a, what's a good Puritan name? Prudence. Okay. Prudence, right? Let's say Prudence mom and dad got killed and it was all because of one of those assholes. So she fucking takes an axe, goes to his fucking house and gives it to him Puritan style, you know? That I, that seems like the kind of justice that was needed if nothing else was going to happen. Well, remember, back then, I feel like you could kill somebody because it's like you just have to not be at the crime scene. Like, it's yeah. really... It wasn't... You, it, it was hard to get caught. Amazing that, you know, they would make these accusations without evidence, but for some reason, you could get away with murder. Oh, please, Frank, they had spectral evidence. It's called I Saw a Ghost in My House Dressed. Spectral evidence. Mm-hmm. So, um, by the end of this, 20 people were executed, five died in prison, and over 200 were accused. Oh, boy. It was, yeah, and I mean, it was really kind of the last of its, um, it it was one of the last kind of colonial, I guess, hysteria episodes, and there were, actually, the most recent, um, if you look at lists of uh which people executed for witchcraft the most recent one was in i want to say somalia in 2021 and the woman was beaten and burned so there are still places that do believe in witchcraft i don't know what is considered witchcraft because again it's it changes over time i mean you have uh this time period, which involved a lot of animals and ghosts and people flying and things like that. And then, you know, England had completely different things. So we'll go into those trials too, but it was uh, not a great time to be alive an even worse time to be a Puritan. But after this, you know, it's like, how do you just go back to your lives with these people, especially once you've been released from prison? And it's like, you know, if your husband accused you, if your daughter accused you, it's like, I have to fucking live with you now. Fuck you. Um, so that is our conclusion on the Salem Witch Trials, which I actually did learn more than I I knew before because I did not know much about the accusers, did not know much about some of the victims. But it was really fun doing the research and learning about them because I feel like it's, it you know, it's touched on in school very briefly. You don't really talk about it all that much. I get it. It's not a big turning point in American history, but it's a very frightening time because... Uh, I was thinking about this on the bus on the way home from work. Cancel culture has always existed. It existed from the beginning of time and it exists now. And we just go through different phases and cycles of what cancel culture is. And it still happens now. I mean, if you're accused of something now, depending on the situation, even if you're found to be innocent, you can still lose so much of your life because of an accusation. 
Um, so yeah. it's, it's interesting that that kind of hasn't changed in the last hundreds of years. Um, obviously we have more concrete evidence. So typically, you know, we don't have as many false accusations as the Salem witchcraft, uh, victims did, but it's still kind of terrifying. It is. I mean, but history always repeats itself as people say. Yeah. And it's, it's scary when it's like, you don't know what side you're going to be on. I mean, now do I agree that people should be canceled for rape? Of course, for racism, of course. I think, though, that being a woman, uh, specifically looking at the Me Too situation, because I know so many people said, oh, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. It's actually even a South Park episode. Um, a very good one, too. A very good one. But it's, it's kind of like that term's used a lot. The thing is, I think that it's not about denying the accuser so much as it is about investigating the accusation. And that was something we can do now, which is awesome. But you have, again, different cycles of finger pointing and accusing. And you have people like Amber Heard who jump in and fucking lie. And you have people who just don't want to have anything like they, I never want to be looked at. I never want to be accused, but you go ahead and you do it anyway. It's, it's hard to kind of, um, pointed out throughout the years but you see it in the red scare you see it with the Salem witch trials just peep again cycles of accusations and some of them founded some of them unfounded obviously in Salem nobody was a fucking witch no no so Salem is the one that's very much like everybody who was accused basically was innocent through time as we've gone through these hysterias and things like that we're finding more and more people are guilty which is terrifying to think with how many uh people are in power that can just make those decisions. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, we talk about separation of church and state now, but it's like that, that is exactly the reason we need to have the separation of church and state. We cannot have, that's a whole political thing, but you get what I'm saying. I would hope so. If they're listening. Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, I learned some new things. Did you learn anything new, Frank? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like what? Well, let's see. When you said, I never really thought about this. So I don't know if this was really learned, but you kind of point something out to me. When you said they all came, like when they abolished the the witch trials and spectoral evidence, right? Mm-hmm. I never really thought, oh, my God, these people had to go back to the families and some of them fucking accuse them. Uh, oh, my God. Like, I, I got to be like, I don't know if that's something. I guess it is something new, but I never really thought about that. Like, so they had to like a wife might have had to lay in the same fucking bed as the husband who accused her and almost got fucking murdered. Yeah. Holy shit. That that's one of those things where it's just like. You know, I think that's wor- that that's that's worse than fucking. Lo- I I think that that's got to be one of the worst things. Oh yeah, I mean, like I you would... tried to have me kill. Yeah, I'll never. You know, you're lucky I don't kill you right now. I wonder if you'd have a fear of that though. It's like you know, she's like pissing in your oatmeal every morning that she serves it to you, dude. Because I would. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't see how anyone could ever forgive you for something like that. Yeah, it just was... I don't know. I, I was not... I never really thought about it, but then you look at, like, now. Like, I mean, imagine if you're in a situation where you had someone who was saying, well, COVID's not real and blah, 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 and then it's like, oh, I have to live with you now. Yeah. It's it's a whole... It's not great. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that when you do the research, and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Or the fact that in the 1700s people were exonerated, which I did not ever know. No, I didn't know that either. Better late um, than never. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, that was earlier because some people had to wait till 2001. And I, in That's fact, true. I think I saw somebody was exonerated on May 26th of last year, 2022. So, what I mean, a joke. Yeah, I, and these people do still have descendants that are alive. So there are people that are kind of continuing that family legacy and stuff, which is, I, I definitely would find that interesting to know that your family was here for that long and that connection to history. I would not love it if my family member was murdered, so I'm not saying that. But I would love to have that kind of recorded history of my family to know how far back we went. So that was pretty cool. Um, Next week, what is our episode next week? Because I had actually planned when I started this podcast, uh, or I started the ideas of doing, like, what, you know, I had everything kind of listed out. So... This ended up being three parts. And some of these may be bigger, smaller, depending. The next one is mermaids. We will be discussing different types of mermaids and fishtails from... Mermaids. Continent. uh, Each continent. And uh, it was kind of in response to the whole thing with the Little Mermaid movie, the controversy over Ariel. Because it was the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. And people are like, oh, but there's not black mermaids. Well, guess what? We're going to learn about black mermaids. Because there were black mermaids. So... If you think that. Um, yeah. And... I think there should be more controversy of Disney's just convincing you to watch the same fucking movie twice and paying another amount of money to see this movie. My controversy is always going to be what they did to the fucking animals because what the hell? Yeah, yeah. they're they're pretty um, and don't scary get me... looking. And the enchanted objects in Beauty and the Beast are nightmare fuel. I cannot imagine, if you were on acid watching that movie, I feel like you would have a heart attack and die. Um, Some other episodes coming up in the near future are Mysterious Ship Disappearances. I got some Urban Legends. Uh, The next, uh, actually, the next historical um, situation we're going to cover is the Scottish Witch Trials, which is kind of the kicker and the prequel to these witch trials. Um... There's also going to be some colonial horror story about the horrors that were faced by the colonists in the early time of living here, which may include some witch trials because there were other ones. I know there were some in New Jersey, Um, obviously with the Jersey Devil going back to our first episode, his mother was also thought or accused or whispered about being a witch. Um, But because that was 1700s, she made it out of there. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff going on that's going to be pretty fun. And then eventually maybe we'll make the jump to true crime which would be really cool because i have some of those stories uh in the chamber also uh once again you can follow us on tiktok and instagram and personally uh from the links we gave you at the beginning 
And I think the next thing we're going to do is a Facebook page. So we're trying to get out and meet, you know, kind of push this out there as much as possible. Any final thoughts, Frank? Take care of yourself and each other. All right. Well, that's actually a ripoff. And now we're going to get no, my Rest in peace, Jerry. You were great. Uh, I, my final thoughts, I guess I would say this. I think religion is a wonderful, beautiful thing when it's told to be kind to others and to love one another. When you use religion to do wicked things, even if you think you're doing them for the right reasons, sometimes you need to really look at yourself and picture yourself in that other person's shoes. Because now, because I feel like that kind of goes on now, and maybe not to the extreme of obviously what the women in the Salem witch trials went through, but I think you really need to stop and maybe kind of look at yourself because if you're using religion to hurt people, that's wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just tell the truth. Don't lie and don't fuck with people's lives and just be careful because sometimes something small blows up into something big and you have no idea how far it can go. So That's true, too. That is something to take with you. And I know it was a long time ago, and I don't think a lot of people do this, but I do want to take a moment and remember that, again, these were real people. This really happened. People really died. And, you know, you can still remember them. There are there's still the memorial and as I think we've said in the past when we went there you feel a heaviness and it just is a sad feeling and the fear and the way that these people had to have been feeling when all of this happened is unimaginable so our of course you know we want to pay respect to the victims and hope that they're resting in peace and to everybody who accused them falsely or people who used their own greed, I hope you are burning in hell. With that, have a great night. We still don't have a sign-off or any music because we are still new. Share us like a subscribe to us so that we can, I don't know, make money to have better sound or a computer. That would be super fun. Anyway, I'm Juby. I'm Frank. And we are the Happily Wedded Weirdos signing off. Good night.